0: y'all, this is John Cloud Jones. This is Mike Strom with the Indianapolis Colts. Yo, it's your boy buddy here. This is Josh, the kid Chisholm. Clay Tossing of the Golden State Warriors. And you are logged into the- 10th Year Seniors. 10th Year Seniors. 10th Year Seniors. 10th Year Seniors.
1: You're logged in with 10th Year Seniors.
0: You dig? Welcome to
2: the 10th Year Seniors Podcast Network. We got a very special guest in studio highlighting the Bahamas All-Pro Celebrity Weekend, our very soon-to-be All-Pro putting it in the air. Yeah. Mike
0: Strawn of the Indianapolis Cults. Say what's up to the people, mm. Mike. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? Appreciate y'all having me here tonight.
2: Now, it's been a great weekend. This was mm. a chance for you to really come back home, get in touch with those roots, you know, to see the people, feel the people. I know this is the first time you've had a chance to do something like this since you became a member of the Cults. What has it been like just to be able to have this experience with a lot of these young kids and a lot of the Bahamian fans
0: well i I love having an impact on you know the youths you know life i feel like you know if i could come out here and show them you know how much i love the sport and how much i can pour it into them you know i feel like you know i could get them to be you know to look up to me basically you know i want to be the person that's motivating for them and somebody that they can look up to
2: What's been your favorite part of this weekend? I know there's been a lot going on and you guys started with the the National Trust cleaning up the mangroves right. and you had the dinner at Zapadilla, and right. then you got the camp. Right. So what's what's been the highlight for you?
0: Uh, you know, the the, the, the beach cleaning up, all of that, you know, all of that was great. We had a great time, you know, we had the the event at Zapadilla. that was great. Um but you know, what really stuck out to me throughout this whole weekend so far was when, you know, the amount of youth I seen came to the camp, and I was there. So I was, you know, proud to see that and excited to, to, to know how much, you know, attention we could draw um, based on, you know, how the, the sport we play, the sport I play. It's, it's so exciting seeing those, those kids coming out and, you know, looking up to, to us and being there, taking coaching. It's just a blessing.
3: I just talk about football here not played like that. It's not right. played in high school, so to see the group, Knowing where you came from and seeing that. And I know in Freeport, there's also Fly Football League. They're trying to get into the youth. Like,
0: what's, like, helping to build a culture for football? Uh, I I feel like the more more hands-on, you know, how we have, you know, Rev and different people coming together and trying to help these events and bring the sport to the Bahamas um, especially, you know, I feel like the more hands-on and, and the more people that we can get involved, you know, even, even through me, you know, I'm a big football fan. i love football all my life, so I'm going to do whatever I can to, to, to have football around. So that's, you know, seeing that happen and the, the amount of people, I feel like that could help a lot, you know, to bring the sport around more.
2: Did you see anyone out there that reminded you of you when you were that age?
0: Um, all of them, actually, um, just, you know, I just, I look at all of them and I see in their eyes, you know, I, I just could remember when I was in their position, you know, so when I, when I look at them and I talk with them and they, you know, they asking me questions, it's, it's just crazy because I wish, you know, I had somebody like that, that I can go to, you know, and talk to like that. So it's just, it's, 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 it's a special thing. So it's pretty much a bunch of raw, fast athletes out there. A mm-hmm. couple of big boys who yep. play defensive
3: line, like,
2: I know, I saw a couple.
3: Yeah, what do you think the next step is that, that we need to take to be able to get more, you know, Devar Darling was one of them, Mike mm-hmm. Sean. I find it funny because I personally wouldn't think it would be a position player mm-hmm. that would make it like wide y- receiver. I would think it would be more like D-line, O-line. But Got w- you.
0: What do we have to do to, to just get everything going that way? Well, we have to, you know, have people, you know, even volunteer and, you know, uh, the, most of the people who know the sport, you know, who know the game, who even played the game, if they could, we, we all could come together and just, you know, put it into these kids, you know, then they could find their way on the field because, you know, they won't know what position they would want to play until they on the field playing yeah. it, you know. And so even, t- even today when we had the camp, you know, a lot of, the, a lot of the, um, the youth came out and they found out what position they wanted to play at the camp. So, you know, that was helpful, and so I feel like the more people we have around who know the game, who could talk to these um, kids, it would be better.
2: I want to, it's interesting that you said that, because I want to get a bit into your back story, like you mentioned a lot of these kids not knowing where they were supposed to go in the field and just kind of learning that you were stared in that direction you and your brother both stared mm-hmm. in that direction at an early age by mm-hmm. your dad so yeah. what was it like for you know the first time for you getting on a football field but you always knew you were there to be a receiver
0: yeah I mean my my dad he played um you know I always talk about it and it's such a blessing to have him in my life um but you know Playing playing receivers just it came natural for me. You know, I also ran track, so having the speed with the hand combination was just was just great. Um, But you know, for the kids, you know, most people most most people decide what they want to do on the field. You know, based off of who they look up to. Yeah. So a few of the kids came up to me and said, "Hey, I look up to you." And you know that it touched me. You know, to know that they came up and they were strong enough to ask and I mean tell me that that's how they feel. So I feel like. You know, the more people that they can be around and see, you know, different positions, they'll be, able to be like, they'll be able to say, okay, I want to be like him. Or, you know, if he's the offensive lineman, oh, I want to be like him. Then they go from there. But I feel like, and this is my opinion put it in the air,
3: it's going to be the jazz Chisholm effect. Because, you know, this season when you catch your 25 touchdowns, mm-hmm. go for 1,200 yards, <laughs> people are then going to be like, yo. Talking right. to right. you, my right. Yes, dude. <laughs> put it in the universe. This is what we can be because it's right. one of us – who was mm. getting to that level. Like, Definitely. you know, we always watch TV. Like, I'm a Dan Marino fan oh, yeah. my Dan whole Marino. life. I love Dan Marino. When I saw Dan Marino, I was like, Roddy today. Right. Oh. Like, I was worse. I was probably worse right. than that. But at the same time, it's like, that's who I grew up watching. That's, yeah. that's right. who I looked up to. Right. But now it's like, we're at the opportunity where people like you, people like Jazz, people like Buddy, who is in the Indiana mm-hmm. too, which is a great, great thing. You get to be looked up to. So... It's not that you have greater responsibility, right. but it's
0: just something that, you, that, that yeah. I find it's great mm-hmm. for, for the Bahamas to have our own. Right, definitely. I feel like it's a special thing. And I, I want more. That's the thing. That, that's why you know, I'm so big on impacting the youth's life because I want I would love to be playing across you know, from another Bahamian or potentially having a behem- another Bahamian on my team. So that, you know, that's the big thing for me. I want to be able to say, hey, we have two more Bahamians in the NFL or three more or however more.
2: How did it start for you guys? Was it just, you know, dad taking you in the backyard saying, hey, this is, this is what a slant route is, mm-hmm. this is a hitch, this is a five, and I was like, how did, how did it begin? Where did the football journey start?
0: Well, we would, you know, go to local fields. We, we used to sneak on the golf courses yeah. um, to even um, train, so we would go out there and run routes, do drills, you know, receiver specifics, um, you know, just bounce around the different fields. <laughs> Whatever field was open, we were going to go and train.
2: And the plan was always get you from that step, high school in the U.S., and see where it yeah, goes from there. Yeah,
0: From from the day I was born, um, my parents had a dream for me to go over and finish, you know, in the high school system, so I can get a scholarship opportunity. Um, so, and that was the biggest thing because I always wanted my degree, and I was able to get, you know, get my degree, and it was just that was that was a, a special moment for me um, getting my degree. And it's been crazy because
3: literally, it's the pandemic that that's mm-hmm. affected combine right. draft like how is it that the, the, you, you've spoken to your peers how has that differed with what you've gone through mm-hmm. than what you've heard or what you're used
0: to hearing of people going through it, with being in the league right Oh uh, well for me like you mentioned um i i uh, i didn't even get to play my last year before i 2000 the, and 2019 was the last year I got to play, so you know that that was against me. Um, I got in dra- I got invited to the draft. I mean, sorry, the, the combine, but they um, canceled it. So they you know scared of that four three. <laughs> I mean, you set it on records at Charleston. You, yeah, you were right. good. You were good. But I, you know, I felt like if I was to be be able to go to the combine and you know everybody see me on TV, it would have been even a bigger thing. Yeah. It's
3: just like Jerry Rice Jerry Rice went to a small school Broke a bunch of records I always th- And uh, you know <laughs> You
2: know what You are heaping the expectations <laughs> So heavy on you this guy Because first the, you said you 25 touchdowns You to put it in the universe. And then you go you from you there way. To You, How know, you Jerry expect- Rice yeah. <laughs> You want your people to How be
3: great expect- It's That's just like want. Jerry Rice But no I always tell people like I don't care what school you went to And basketball is the same way right? yeah. Football is one of those sports Where if you produce at the FBS level The Division 2 level you're a baller. You could play. It translates. Group. It translates yeah, to winning. True. Winning yeah. in football is the ultimate team sport, so it yeah. just translates throughout the whole thing. Definitely. But how many
0: people tried to have you play basketball when you were here? Uh, I actually did play basketball, um, but nobody, nobody really forced it on me or said, oh, you have to play basketball. But I, I did play, actually, when I was down here. So I, I played a lot of sports, softball, um, soccer, so, um, volleyball. I played a lot of different sports. So I think that's what helped me into being the athlete that I am today.
2: Let's get to last year. I want
0: to get to some cold talk. What was your welcome to the NFL moment? Welcome to the NFL moment. I feel like I've had many of those moments. Um, The first thing that popped to mind is when, you know, right before the game started and we in the tunnel and the crowd is is cheering and the the stadium is going crazy. I've never experienced anything like that on an NFL level. You know, so that's one. Another NFL moment was um, being on the same field as Tom Brady, um, watching him play. He's, you know, you could tell he's just just great. <laughs> um, so that, that was another moment. And just being in the locker room every day, day to day with a bunch of different guys, you know, people on different um, salaries is just crazy. You, you look at a guy like Matt Ryan, 150 million, and you that's your friend now, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's it's, it's stuff like that. That's you know, picking th- up the tab. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I look at that stuff, and that you know, that motivates me too. That's you know, seeing those guys and looking up to them and being able to work with them is, is, is such is touching. And we know last season in
3: Miami, your family actually came to watch you play. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I was at the game, mm-hmm. <laughs> just right there. Minister was there, your family, the whole Bahamas contingent
0: pretty much was there. Like, how does that like knowing that it's that big of a deal? Oh, it's seeing my parents come and you know, you, you were even there and um, the ministers came. That, I, didn't, I didn't even know people would come to watch me play, play like that. You know, I just, you know, I'm just up there doing my job, trying to make my family and my behemoth people proud. And to see y'all come out there and, and watching me play was just, it was, it was special. And, you know, I, I look at that as a blessing every day. Now,
2: obviously, you know, talking about those big moments, and that could be a bit overwhelming for somebody coming in, for any rookie really coming into this situation. Did you have a moment where you thought, well, yeah, I'm on this level. Like, I can actually do this. Like, a, a, a point where it clicked and you thought to yourself, I belong in this field. Yeah. I belong, you know, getting these
0: reps. Uh, f- I would say s- since the first day I came and we – hit the field, and we had to show them what we could do. And, you know, I, I, I went out there, and, you know, I caught the first pass, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready for this. You know, I caught the, the first pass, and it was smooth, and I looked good doing it. So um, that was probably the moment when I was like, okay, I could do this. Another mo- another moment I would say, you know, from there is when I caught my first pass in the first game versus Seattle. Um, that was a big moment for me, and I was like, okay, I could like, do Like, how this. does that feel, though, like, because just- I – I guarantee you had nerves. and it the was The adrenaline just, had to be right, It just had to be like... Just just imagine yourself in the middle of a stadium in front of thousands of people and all of them is just cheering after you make a play. That's it's just... First <laughs> it's down, insane. Down. It's definitely insane. That's Sh- the only w- kept word I could him. describe it. Matt Ryan, take notes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's
2: not, since we, we mentioned Matt Ryan a couple times, so now we, we got to get to how this prepares you for this season coming in. So... Obviously, you come from a different perspective now. Mm. Season one, you were seventh round pick. You know, the last day of cuts, we're waiting to find out whether you're on the team or not. Now, we know you are here. It's Yeah, those tweets
3: weren't fun, though, by the way. Mm. (laughs) I try not to look out. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Now, it's a matter of moving up the depth chart. Obviously, an entirely new situation. You got a new quarterback coming in. What's your mindset? headed into camp this my year.
0: mindset is to take take over i, I want to be the the person that they can look up to that they can rely on um i want to be there for my team i want to be able to play a, a bigger role this year and i feel that i i feel that i can do that um you know with, with matt ryan and the new additions that we brought in i feel like this team is on the road to greatness and i feel like we could get to the championship
2: what's your relationship like with him so far
0: it's great. Um, you know, he, he is somebody we, we all look up to. It's like having another coach. It's crazy because he's he a great leader. Um, he knows the game inside and out, and he, you know, he teaches us. He, um, you know, he's been a, a certified veteran for, for years in the NFL, and, you know, he is somebody that I listen to and that I look up to. I find it, it's almost like the Chris Paul situation, I think, that happened in Phoenix that
3: is that step that you need to get to the next level right? And I have no doubt in my mind. I mean, everyone knows we're Dolphin fans. Yeah. But we ain't going to mind if the Colts are up there in the Super Bowl, you know? <laughs> it's <laughs> like, hey. I mean, we, we good with the Colts. Like, yeah. that's,
2: <laughs> we, that's we, why we good, we good with the Colts. People, we, listen, even in the game in Miami, we were oh, like, man. listen. We just want Mike to have a great game. Right. Like, that's all we was rooting for. Like, right. we just want Mike to play, want Mike to ball out, and that's it. You know, mm. this.
3: you got to have perspective, right? No, we, there was always perspective. And I thought there should have been at least three pass attempts that game mm-hmm. to you. We ain't going to speak on it. <laughs> I'm gonna just going uh, to. We're going we're gonna, gonna to move game. forward. All watch I can watch. do is control
0: what I can control. Uh, exactly. That's, that's but also, I mean. you know, as people right. like
3: us, we get selfish mm. of seeing mm. what we want to see. Cause right. We've gotten to the point, and we, I think we're spoiled as Bahamians. Right. We go and we watch Buddy play. Mm. We go and we watch Aiden play, and they're playing big minutes. Mm-hmm. Jazz is out there playing big games. Yeah. Kai was in a more similar situation you right. were, but the difference is Kai was able to play at right. the G League level right. and show that you know your thing is ultimate team sport. You just got to do what you got
0: to do. Right. That's true.
2: Yeah, I mean, everyone's path is different, right? But we want to see touchdowns. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) I want to see them too. It's coming. It's coming. I I
0: believe that 100%. (laughs) It's definitely coming.
2: What's your favorite part of being home? I mean, obviously this was a great event, but outside of the event, what's your favorite part of just being back?
0: Every time I step off the plane and I take a deep breath, my mind just completely gets relaxed because you know, I know that I'm home. I could, you know, see my family, see my, my friends, some, some of my behemoth people that would know me. And, you know, it's just, it's just relaxing, you know, being, being able to come back home and, and, and just, you know, have these events and, you know, you know impact the youth is just is, is, is love. It's, it's a blessing. What's harder, today or September game? <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh,
0: boy. I'll say today. <laughs>
3: so that you're already preparing for the season. So that it's going to be a breeze. That was something.
0: That was really something serious out there.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, a next group of questions I always wanted to get to you is: I want to find out who is the best receiver in this strong family. Oh. So th- no, this is we're gonna we we got to take this step by step in different groups and find out who's the best. So who's got the best hands? Is it mm. dad, is it you, or is it Prince?
0: Best hands. All right, so I can answer this honestly. Yeah, you
2: got to be honest with the whole thing. I only Prince. know
0: one,
3: one person was on You Got Boss.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Prince, Prince has the best hands of those three. All right, so the fastest. The fastest, um, my daddy. Yeah, I, I heard mm. today he ran a 4-3 in the 40s. Yeah. Like, Woo. I was over here. Yeah. Yeah, he's the fastest.
2: Oh, he ran a 4-3 in, in the 80s? Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, that's wild. Best route runner.
0: Me, all right. So we get so sure. we got one each, right?
2: Best, yeah, one each. <laughs> <best> <laughs> you can keep runners. it right we, now. we <laughs> need no, we need a tiebreaker. We need a tiebreaker. Tie tie the size a tie is
3: pause is the tiebreaker.
2: I mean, I feel like they all relatively around the same size, right? Mm-hmm.
3: I don't know because when I saw him, I saw you, I saw him at McDonald's mm-hmm. that one time. When you were getting your visa, mm-hmm. and we d- he's like, I don't even know if I'm playing this year. Like he's just like, I'm just going yeah. up. Oh, you to, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. going <laughs> up to West Virginia. Like I have no idea what's gonna yeah. happen. And then I saw him at before the Colts mm-hmm. when we went to the hotel, yeah. and I was just like damn, like the, at least 20 pounds of muscle since, mm-hmm. since then. Yeah, so it's just true. like, it's just crazy. The transit It's like the buddy transition. When I, when right. buddy first played, now buddy looks like a tree trunk, right? That's, <laughs>
2: like, that's, that's being a pro. For right. <laughs> that's give true. him some time, give him some time. He's still young. All right. Well, Mike, well, listen, this is something that we always, we always wanted to have this opportunity to have you will kind of in studio. This is yeah. impromptu, but I'm sure this is not going to be the last time. Appreciate Definitely you joining not. us here.
0: Yes, sir. Nice I appreciate here. you having me. Is you know, glad to see y'all and glad to be here. Yes, sir. Appreciate Definitely. you.
2: Joining us, our second guest on our Bahamas All-Pro Celebrity Weekend, Rashad Fenton of the Kansas City Chiefs.
3: Super Bowl champion. Come on. Super Bowl champion, baby. Yeah, let's put some respect on that. (laughs) You know what? This is our first Super Bowl champion on the podcast. You
2: know what happened, John? Full disclosure. No. Before we started recording, we was talking some dolphin stuff, so I was already in a combative mode. (laughs) So I couldn't really be talking all that Super Bowl champion stuff with another AFC, (laughs) with another AFC foe. But Rashad, we've been wanting to get you on the pod for a while. A lot of the Bahamian public really learned about you during that super bowl run they learned about your bahamian heritage so just for the people that don't know like let them know about your lineage you know how are you connected to the bahamas and
1: you know your story yeah you know it's a pleasure to be on the show you know I i appreciate the invite appreciate you all and the hospitality you know my mother she's from the bahamas you know what i mean my my grammy side so I got my grandma here, my uncles, my aunties, the whole family. You know what I mean? It was all born here, and Nassau. saw so, um, my mother left when she went to college, and met my father, and then just stayed. in The rest family. is history. Yeah, the rest is history. So this there. man is Bahamian. Bahamian.
2: No, that's 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 the Bahamian dream, like this. Yeah, well, no, no, he, he, he's, he's Bahamian. <laughs> Bahamian. He's, he's the living embodiment of what is supposed to happen. <laughs> But so how often, like, during your childhood or all those years did you come
1: back here? Yeah, because my mom left for college, you know what I mean? She always made sure that we came back every summer, summer camp, that we came back to see the family. So every other summer, every summer we was here in all. you know what I mean? Spending time with grandma, spending time with aunties and uncles. So she made sure as we grew up, we knew who our family was and who our cousins was. And, you know what I mean, the close family, she made sure... That was good, and, and it turned out good, you know what I mean? So, Bahamian
2: culture, that's, like, really a part of you. This is not just, I'm putting my flag in the bio. This no, no, is
1: definitely I know about Bahamian what's going Bahamian on. I know about what's going on in that's so all. I definitely can. This dude, right. this dude, when
3: we were at the cleanup, had probably 17 Goombay punches. <laughs> I,
1: was, I was about to say,
2: we be about, about to test that right now, your favorite Bahamian dish.
1: I got to go, you know what I mean, with some kunk. I go kunk rice. I could do some mac and cheese, steamed fish. And I, I feel like I'll go with that. Some some vegetables on the side and that'll be my meal, my go-to.
2: Having to go from Miami and go into Kansas City, you really can't get access to that Bahamian food like you like you used to <laughs> how much you missing it right now. You really
1: can't. American living out west. Different. <laughs> it's different. A lot of a lot more pork, a lot more. American style dishes but you know what I mean for the most part I diet as I diet so I mean definitely could include some fish and some coke in there a lot yeah. more but the diet is still a diet so for the most part I still eat clean still eat you know what I mean relatively small portions so it'd be good it don't really be that bad out there. So how did
2: you get introduced
1: to football? Um, you know what I mean, in my neighborhood in Miami, um, <laughs> we call it the block, you know, the neighborhood, honey, hill, out in Carol City. So Carol City, Miami, oh so yeah. So we was down there, and um, man, it's crazy how a lot of that side of Miami is a lot of Caribbeans, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people down there, you know, even younger, we grew up growing, playing outside the whole time, and I had older siblings, so as long as my brother was outside playing i could go outside playing so you know what i mean he's five years older than me so i had to play with his friends so i'm playing football with the guys five years older than me seven eight years older than me and i was the youngest one so i had to learn fast i couldn't be a baby and you know what i mean i just grew up playing baptism by far, (laughs) yeah (laughs) by far so it was it was a great experience that i think about it man dude johnson used to be out there playing with us we used to go it's crazy the amount
3: of talent
1: just like I, you could just riddle names off of Carol City, it's Miami, insane, and it's
3: just bro. like yeah, it's, it's
1: nonstop. So it's it it's a neighborhood thing. It's just a part of. We really used to play football every weekend against different neighborhoods. We used to walk, ride our bikes. We used to have turkey bowls, like real life events, and it was surrounded by football. And that's how it
3: all got and started. W- high school football in Miami it's different level. Like when you're playing the Northwesterns, when you're playing yeah. those schools, like how is it like? How does that prepare you just for college? Because I feel like Miami football, the culture and the scene prepares you really well. Man,
1: it, I really can't think if my childhood and the high school was enough for preparing me for like where I'm at now. The high school football is different. I grew up, my, my ninth grade year, we playing Amari Cooper. You know what I mean? Duke Johnson was my running back in high school. You know what I mean? So every week, and every Friday we used to play at Trash pot we call it the Mecca. Every Friday we was there and the environment really is like <laughs> a college environment already, you know what I mean? So we understand, like we can't lose this game. We understand the preparation, we understand, like we going against the best already. So even when we get to the league, it's like We've been used to such caliber football, you know what I mean? We're used to the gambling in the stands. we <laughs> used to like, people paying us after the games. We're used to the whole environment where the city is involved with it. And you know what I mean? I can't, man. High school football is serious down That's what Uncle Luke yeah. yeah. I mean, said. I was
2: about to say, yeah. like, when I heard you saying that, I was like, oh, you talking about Luke. Yeah. Like, like Luke doing that. Now, I, I know, listen, now, Bahamians may not be. As educated about football A lot of Bahamians uh, parents Afraid of football I yeah, yeah. put it frankly Did the Bahamian side of your family Really like Maybe get after your mom And be like You letting that boy play football Like that ain't do- too dangerous no. Cause I know that's what Bahamian parents say All they, the time
1: They really I mean they are not wrong For that that scaredness in a way you know what i mean it's i ain't gonna say it. it's a dangerous game everything has its pros and its cons you could drive a car you liable to get into an accident we understand that everything comes with the good as bad so i feel like the good outweighs the bad in this point you know what i mean so none of my family really intervened with my mother and allowing us to do things because we were so involved outside when we asked her to sign us up for that it was like okay i already been doing it. Just, you know what I mean? Let's yeah. let's I was do it doing it in the streets, now I could do
2: it on the field.
3: Yeah. Like, it's yeah. safer in the field, yeah. right? With some pads and everything.
2: And I don't got to worry about getting hit by cars or <laughs> anything. Just being hit by people, like, two times my size. <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> that's, that's what I got to worry about. <laughs> so, so what did? You, how did your journey go from, tell us a little about going from the high school level, you get to the college level, and that the grind it takes just to get to the NFL because that's the ultimate dream from the yeah. point where y'all in the yeah. neighborhood running up and down in the streets, everybody's picturing themselves being in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So tell yeah. us about that journey and just how difficult it was to get to that point.
1: Um, So man, it was beyond difficult. I went to two high schools. Like I say, Duke Johnson was my running back at Miami, Northern senior high school. So my ninth and 10th grade year, I was at Northern with Duke. We won the state championship. Duke scored five times the state championship game. So I got to my 10th grade year and, um, I wasn't playing anymore. Um, so I had to transfer to Carroll City. My mother didn't want me to, my father didn't want me to. I really had to, like, I'm not going to school no more, I'm not going to play football no more if I don't go there. There's a conflict in the house, so I had to transfer. I ended up transferring, and um, I met Coach Aubrey Hill. He was a um, University of Florida coach. Um, play out there went to the nfl he was a part of the miami scandal as well so he couldn't do college football anymore but he came back to Kara city because that's where he went to school i met him and because of all his connections he brought all his friends that he played football with and who he knew in the nfl and he brought them to Kara city so all the college coaches would come in and just talk to him because he had a couple guys, he was like, hey man, put your film on your call. It, hey, put your film on the on, on laptop phone. Let me show my friend what you're working with. And I started racking up offers, of course, from being on the field. And his exposure like allowed me to do that. I was able to get some offers. So I went to Kara City and was doing my thing. All the offers in Florida. So because I, I grew up running track, my mother was a premier athlete here. That's really where I got my talent from. You know what I mean? Shout out to her. So she played ran track, softball, did the whole nine. And that's and most of the stories here. The, the yeah. M- yeah. A grandparent, a mother, a grandmother, it's just crazy. It was packed with talent. So she made sure I did track, and she made sure I did baseball. So because of the, the track and field, we used to always run track and do things in Florida. So we ran track at UF, did track at University of Central Florida. That's a good school. University <laughs> of Miami. That's <laughs> <laughs> UCF guy. UCF, right? <laughs> So, we, so because of that exposure, I was familiar with all of Florida schools. So when it was time to go to school, I was like, you know what? Let me go to South Carolina. I was already familiar with Florida. It just I wanted a new experience with that with me. So I went to South Carolina, man. And because of that transition from my 10th grade to 11th grade, man, I, I really had friends I can call. I really used to be working out still at Miami, New Orleans when I transferred. I used to be working out there all night, just walk home to make sure I was good. So them habits really poured into when I got to college. I stayed with those habits. And you know what I mean? When you a lot of people when they go to college, they think, Oh yeah, I'm going there to start no, you're gonna be on the bench you know, <laughs> yeah. you're your freshman <laughs> the sophomore year you and that's that's SEC football that's starts, different level that's SEC football you you had that goal and the coaches a sell that dream like yeah you're gonna come and start but no you got seniors who've been here three four years yeah. might a red shirt have redshirted, been here five years Well,
3: who was the head coach then uh coach Spurrier. yeah so Spurrier would develop NFL talent, talent so yes. you had NFL talent in front of you
1: mm-hmm. and there's no way you're starting
3: over. NFL talent, no,
1: not coming out of high school and you, you think you're ready, but when you out there, you you realize, you know what I mean. You have grown. And is
3: a Florida guy, like mm-hmm. he knows, uh, like he was at University of Florida, and, and he's a Florida he's guy. A
2: old, he's yeah. old school, so it's like old with school. each step, you got to start over. Even yeah. going from middle school to high school. You had the bottom rung. Then yeah. when you get to college, you're the mind as a senior in high school, but then when you were freshman, you got to start, start over. over. Yep. Same thing with the NFL. you you the mind coming out of college, but then when you get to the league, you tell us about, about that transition now.
1: <laughs> got to start over, man. So I did my thing at college. It was blessed to get drafted in the sixth round. Shout out to the Chiefs. Man, I get there, and it's not mayhem, but it's an overload. So you learn the new plays. <laughs> you mentally trying to figure out if you can still play ball and compete at this level. You out there by yourself, and now you're turning into a professional now. You're really trying to conduct things in a professional manner, from football to outside of life. Now it's like, you know what I mean? Really, can I do this? You know what I mean? So it was it was big. But shout out to Coach Reed. He got a system in place to where um, it's beyond the family atmosphere. You know what I mean? Like, it's a... It's hard to explain, but the transition was smooth with him because of that system that he got in place, you know what I mean? He's a real family-oriented guy. Um, I feel like you could sit down and drink a
3: beer with him, definitely eat a burger. I was about to yeah, say Yeah, definitely yeah. eat a burger. But he seems That's like it. that type of guy that you could just sit down and he'll literally just
1: shoot the breeze shoot with you. Shoot the breeze, yeah. It's not like you're going to be uptight, like, let me not say this around yeah. him, you know what I mean? You you would feel open around him. That kind of help with everything, but, you know, the players help you with that. So when I got the, you know, Honey Badger, that was his first year there. Prashad Breeland, that was his first year there. And really the whole defensive staff, that was their first year. So it was a, a collective group of everyone first year there. So everyone was learning everything. And because of that system that was there at that time, it meshed well, and we was able to bloom that year. And that's when we went to the Super Bowl that year. And what's it like?
3: Because you, you're coming from a big conference, you're coming from – you're playing some of the best receivers, first-round picks pretty much all year long. What's it like getting to the NFL and then seeing, Jesus, everyone is everyone's great? Because in college, there are teams you play, and you just be like, ah, you know, they're yeah, all right. You get some cakewalks. Yeah, you K get course, some yeah, yeah, cakewalks. Yeah, yeah. no you you get to the NFL, and everyone <laughs> is great. Like, it's not good. Yeah, they're yeah. great. Like, what's, what's that
1: mentally? Mentally, my approach is I grew up in Miami-Dade County. I've been playing against miami Amari Cooper had Antonio Brown coming back to school. We doing one on one reps with him and then I proceed to SEC. I'm playing guys who in the NFL start, and I'm playing 6-4 receivers, playing 6-3 receivers. They might not have made it to the league, but they got every natural attribute that an NFL receiver would have. And My mental approach is, you know what I mean, size don't matter. You you, you gotta have that you hard. Gotta play. You gotta play. ball. You know what I mean? And because I was pre- through that in high school, and when I went to SEC, from, you know, we in Miami, we got tons of skilled guys, so I grew up racing and sticking fast guys and when i get to the sec everyone just tall they don't have that much speed so i got that balance florida speed is different different yeah and that quickness different so i got that balance from when i was young got the speed high school i got the height to go against you know what i mean so now in the nfl you got both Now it's like i didn't mesh both and now mentally man I, i'm seeing through all that
3: but he has Miami and Bahamian speed. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. diff- that's, that's, that's That's different. different. That's, that's different. different.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a different type of speed. how, how crazy was it just walking into an environment and then you experience that immediate success? Like <laughs> most, most rookies. Do not know what that feels, feels like. like. You just walk in there and you were part of this stuff, and then you just go to the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's that sounds like uh, a dream. Like that's uh, that's crazy, yeah,
1: man. I still get butterflies thinking about the experience, man. Because you like you so young. You know what I mean. You're not really taking it in as if Melvin Ingram, an eight year vet who barely made the playoffs half his career, didn't make it to no AFC championships in his career. He's seeing. He's seeing that run and that Super Bowl experience different than a, a rookie who just got into the league. You know what I mean? My my eyes, I'm really was still learning plays, still learning how to be a pro, and then had to take myself out of it. You know what I mean? Like, hold on, you in the Super Bowl right now. Like, this is a different, different experience. You know what I mean? But at the time, you just living it. You just playing the game. You still on that same. Run from college, you know what I mean? Let me just play football, play football, play football. And I was like, you in the league? Like AFC Championship? This serious? It's a divisional game? It's serious. Like the other games are important, but the NFL has its teeter totters on seriousness and extreme seriousness, you know, you divisional game, AFC Championship, now you got the Super Bowl. Man, like, as a rookie, I was just on a high, not like marijuana high, but like a high <laughs> where it's yeah, like, yeah. I'm floating on the clouds. I'm with some of the greats. I'm still starstruck. I'm with Travis Kelsey hanging out. I'm with Honey Badger hanging out. I got Coach Reed here. I'm just walking around. I got Tyreek here, and it's really like, I'm a part of these guys now, you know what I mean? I went from watching them on TV to now we hanging out, talking, eating food, and I was like, winning the Super Bowl. Like, you
2: seeing Mahomes, Mahomes do that crazy yeah. shit standing yeah. on the sidelines. Side line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How
3: far can he throw a football?
1: I ain't gonna lie. i probably give him about 70. If he on the run, I might give him about 75. In yeah. the air, straight yeah, in. Yeah, just in the That's air crazy
3: arm strength. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And could throw 60. But... In all seriousness, 65, <laughs> um, yeah, after the catch. In all seriousness, like, so you practice against Tyree. You practice yeah. against Travis. Like, I know you're not assigned to that, but, yeah, you know, plays break down. Like, how is it practicing
1: against them? Because, to me, those are going to be Hall of Famers when it's all said and done. They really are, man. <laughs> I made sure you got to seize the moment, you know what I mean? And because of that, we had the number one offense in the league, you know what I mean? And how Coach Reed run it. Man, we're going to run pass plays down to every play, you know what I mean? So because we, that's what I deal with every day, every NFL team doesn't have that type of offense. So we might be running f- 40 plays, 50 plays in training camp, and then when we get to the season, we might play the Tennessee Titans, where they going to run. Play 40. action, Daddy. They're going to they gonna run 40 run plays and play action to 15. So I'm used to running down the field with Tyreek, so... We play the Titans now. I'm, I ain't, I'm, I'm. It's a breeze, you know what I mean. All I gotta do is go tackle, you know what I mean. So, and we get to other teams who pass the ball, but they don't. In practice, we, I'm used to more pass plays than what these teams are doing in the game. So, I'm used to sticking them. I'm used to sticking a fast guy like that, and then I gotta go to a different receiver who isn't as fast as Tyreek. So my my mentality, my practice—I'm used to that level of speed. Now I got to dim it down. I'm saving more energy, saving quickness, and it's really making my job easier in the game because the practice is so hard, sticking them type of guys. So because of that, I don't see no, no, no offense. You know what I mean? <laughs> How I many jam fingers
3: and... have you had from Mahomes? Nah. <laughs> Like, I feel like there has to be, like, 15
1: every practice. If I was a receiver, it might have been, like, 15. (laughs) You know what I mean? I give him his credit. I don't really touch the ball. I don't really (laughs) touch his ball too much. (laughs) But, yeah, if I was a receiver, it's probably way more crazy. I definitely heard them boys complain about it.
2: So, I want to bring it full circle because the Super Bowl run, like I mentioned earlier, that's where a lot of the Bahamian public were like, hold on, you got a Bahamian here playing for the Chiefs because people weren't aware of you like that yeah. just that just wasn't a thing i remember seeing it in the mm-hmm. paper like what name do we have on on the chief's Jesus. roster like <laughs> does did did, yeah. did your family get more attention from that was it was it like more people reaching out to them or yeah, what, what was like, that like
1: um i feel like well fenton is my father's name so um he was kind of getting more of those questions of course until um my family started intervening with things and like yeah that's that's my nephew, or that's my niece, or that's my grandson, you know what I mean? Um, it was it was definitely crazy, though, you know what I mean? Just to have that attention, everything brought full circle, and, you know, I grew up real humble, you know what I mean? My mother from the Bahamas, my dad is also from Jamaica, you know what I mean? So. We grew up in the Caribbean household. So we battling.
0: Yes. But I mean, y'all claim
1: to be one-eighth Jamaican too, so. (laughs) Yeah,
0: but
2: see,
3: that's only an eighth. (laughs) (laughs) This is like 50-50. yeah. Yeah, well, that's what, Asafa Powell and Usain Bolt Speed, Bahamian Jamaican and Miami Speed, come on now. (laughs) (laughs) It's over. Like, let's not even go there anymore.
1: It's a crazy, crazy combination, so. It it was it was just an experience just to see how all that can unfold at one time you know what I mean at, at such a fast time cuz everybody was humble my mom and my my father they know where we came from so out in that household it wasn't much of bragging it wasn't much of boastfulness they it really wasn't that energy cuz everything coming from the bottom so at that time you know my mother was getting rings cuz you know, she has my last name as well so she was like oh, you son." saying but she my mom lived a quiet life so even for her it was like let me come out the shell and Actually, claim my son. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <Like> yeah. <laughs> before, because she, she she worked in a professional field, and she she tried to keep her kids away from that type of stuff. And she worked in a jail, so you know you got to kind of keep yeah. everything enclosed. So at that time, it really was like, man, I can't not claim my son. So it's like, yeah, this is my son. This yeah, <laughs> this what <laughs> he's doing. This, this is this, what he's doing. Yeah, this like, what he's, he's a part he's of. He's becoming a star. Star, yeah. And, you know, my family here. Once everything got to connected. They were just like, Yeah, we are gonna take the same approach. We're gonna that's our family member. We're gonna well, let me claim. tell you how
2: behaviors go mm-hmm. because yeah. the <laughs> amount of Rashad Fenton cousins <laughs> and aunties <laughs> that popped up after the Super Bowl. <laughs> You could probably walk inside, you throw a rock and you could hit somebody you can hit your cousin. That's, like, cousin that's my cousin that's my
3: that's my good cousin though we, we, <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> we know behaviors that's that's how we roll that's that's how it goes but so yeah. this was really and we spoke to Jonathan before the event but this was really the first time for you to really connect with people here on this level yeah. through football what that's was true. that experience like for you because you got to interact with kids and do all of that a first time for
1: you how was that man it was great you know I mean shout out to Jonathan for Include me in this event, man. You know, he could have brought in anyone at any given time. So I salute him for including me in this, man. But it was big to come back and touch the roots. You know what I mean? I know football isn't a first sport here, and it really is a familiar sport. So being able to really teach it from, you know what I mean, my perspective and to being involved with the football from my perspective of things, you know, 30 minutes away in Miami or the flight, just to bring that type of swag, just to bring that energy here into a home place and I was surprised to see the kids actually knew about football you know what I mean they was in position they knew drills they knew they knew about it already so just to come and implement my my side of football it was it was huge man it felt good it felt even more important involved with this you know what I mean because this isn't like a city thing or a state thing this is a whole nation you know what I mean that I can try to impact the kids in the future of football so it was major.
2: Yeah, and and a big thing about it, particularly with football for a lot of Bahamian kids, but you guys were exposed to it early, like Mm. you mentioned, but a lot of these kids, when we were talking to Mike earlier, you know, he was saying they didn't even have an idea of where they would be or should be on the field. Like, they would have that foundation talent. Like, you could see there's raw talent there, but they are not educated enough to know where they should be Mm -hmm. on the field and just know enough about the game. How do you think we can get to that point where, you know, kids actually have specific position players they could look up to and say i want to be this i want to be that i can learn about the game this kind of way
1: first thing is first we just need to get the donating footballs everywhere (laughs) and just pass them all out that's a good start. You know what I mean? Just holidays, birthdays, Christmas, and just donate 100 footballs. You know what I mean? Just let them outside playing with that. That's a start from there. That. That'll draw interest as well. Kids, you know, in the States at least, everyone involved with their phone. It won't take much to just, you know what I mean, Google something or just find a favorite player and go from there. But, of course, like you say, we grew up in, in the city, so everyone was already involved with the sports. All our big brothers and all our big cousins already kind of knew the image of football. So, On this side, you know, everything limited on certain perspectives of the island. So how I think that can change is just more camps. I was talking to my mom about the camp, and she was like, um, my cousin was bringing up, yeah, uh, the prices and stuff, and how it differed in the States. And I was just like, man, in the States, growing up, I was out there really hustling. Every week I found the camp on Google, and I would just go to the camp either I had to catch the bus or ask my cousin or someone to drop me off to the camp. I was at the camp every week, you know what I mean? But it just take the exposure in the camp, even though I, I was already knowing about football with my brother, of course, but it just takes certain fundamentals and certain exposure, and that can go a long way when we're young, you know what I mean? You got to teach them when they're young. Of course, shout out to, you know what I mean, all pro weekend this week. That's what it was all about, teaching them young. Once they had that foundation, what I mean, you go home. You are gonna play with the neighborhood kids. The people who didn't go to the camp. Hey, I got a football. Let me <laughs> let's play some football. That's what I learned. That's how I go. The information just to get passed down.
3: So what do we gotta do to get Fenton jerseys over here? Fenton shirts, Fenton jerseys. Because I, I I guess I feel like this is the greatest. opportunity. Offi- yeah, this I is can the right now. the greatest opportunity to be like. And I I was telling Mike earlier, Jazz Chisholm in Miami, the Marlins. There the Marlins. We got Buddy in Indiana. DeAndre, Aiden, we have people in positions in leagues Mm. that could make a difference to where someone thinks they can get to now. Because at the same time, your story, yes, you may not have grown up here, but your story is similar to so many Bahamians where family member leaves, but you still have your roots. You still know about the countries. like me, example, my mom's Chilean. I know everything about Chile. I follow soccer. I do that. Like, I'm in the same boat. When I go there, I still feel like I'm home. Like, it doesn't even matter. So, at that point, like I said, we're just going to push out a lot of fence and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's all I know. (laughs) Let people know. Go for the Dolphins. Chiefs, ankles. <laughs> <laughs> man. We, we got that some things to amazing. talk about after the party. <laughs> I,
2: I, I got some takes I need to get off my chest. But for <laughs> sure, we've been wanting to do this for a while. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate you sharing your story with us. And I'm sure your Bahamian fan base is only going to continue to grow. You're going to get a whole lot more cousins. I promise you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure, man. I appreciate y'all having me. Seriously. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks,